We're going to talk today about a call to repentance. Verse 4 reads, For thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel, speaking to the church here, Seek ye me, and ye shall live. He tells us two things to do here that will happen. He says, Seek ye me, and ye shall live. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We glorify you and we honor you, God, for all the blessings that you've placed upon our lives. Now, Father, once again, we come together in the unity of the faith and we act of the faith, and we just give praise and honor unto your glorious name. So, God, I just thank you and I want to let you know that I lift up this congregation before you, Father, that I pray that you will continue to bless them and keep them in every place you Father, I pray that you will place your blessings upon their families, their finances, and, but most of all, Father, may the blood of Jesus Christ, may it forever fulfill its mission in our lives through our obedience to the word whose God has called us for to obey. Now, Father, in Jesus' name, now, once again, I lift, I lift this all up. And I pray for house of destiny as well as all the body of Christ. And may this word, may it be received with joy and gladness. And may God continue to be merciful to all of us. In His grace, we give thanks. Amen. Let the church say amen. Word of the Lord says, For thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel, Seek ye me, and ye shall live. Seek ye me, and ye shall live. So he talks about seeking. And in the midst of our seeking, he says that ye shall live. But you see, there is a, another area of that that we have to deal with. Because in the midst of our seeking, there is feeling that's involved. Now, let me give you some understanding on something. There are five senses. We've all got five physical senses. We all know this. We've got four of them are on the facial area, on the head area, and one deals with the whole body. You've got feelings or touching. That deals with the entire body. But the other four physical senses are on the head area. Hearing, seeing, smelling, and tasting. And the other one touching, which deals with the whole body, it, that's the fifth one. But there is a counterpart to every physical that we have. Every physical sense that we have, there is a counterpart spiritual sense to it. So whatever's in the physical is also in the spiritual. We've got Physical hearing, but we have spiritual hearing also. Jesus said that he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. He's talking about spiritual hearing. We have a spiritual taste, just like we have a physical taste. He said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. So, he speaks about sight. He said, put some of this eyesight on your eyes so that you may see. We're talking about a spiritual sight. 
Then he's talking about the smell. God smells like sweet savor from us when we do that which is right before him. And the other five senses, it talks about the, the last of the five senses talks about feeling or touching. And he says in the book of Acts, and that's where I want us to go to, because he says, Seek ye me, and ye shall live. But I want you to go to Acts 17, verse 27 through 30. Acts 17, verses 27 through 30. When we get there, please say amen. amen. He says, seek ye me. Didn't he say that? And ye shall leave. Look at verse 27. That they should do what? Seek the Lord. So in the midst of our seeking the Lord, if happy, they might do what? Feel. Feel. So in the midst of our seeking, we've got to feel. But how do we seek God? Do we seek God in the natural or do we seek God in the spiritual? God is a spirit. So if we're going to find God, we're going to have to find God through the Spirit. If we're going to feel God, we're going to have to feel Him in the Spirit. So while we're seeking God spiritually, we've got to feel after Him. Because the Bible says that if happily, ye will feel that ye might feel after Him while you're seeking Him, it says in verse 27 of Acts 17. It says, if they were just happy, perhaps. That word happy means perhaps. If they would just feel after me while they're seeking after me, then they would find me because I'm never far away. Because the Bible says in him we live and we move and we have our being. He's never far away from us. Because we are his offspring, his children. That's what the word says. We, for we are, all, are also his offspring. Verse 29 says, For as much then as we are the offspring to God, and God is the Spirit, and those that worship God, they must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So, as far as much then as we are offsprings of God, we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold and silver and stone and graven by art and man's devices. See, that's what gets us messed up right there. That's what that church messed up. They're all twisted. Because that's how they're looking at God on how God gives to them on a physical level. See, they think it's God when God gives you, you know, material things. They think it's God. That's right this for me. It could be the devil giving it to you to keep you from God. It could very well be that. Because when we start looking at God, who is a spirit, and start looking at him as gold and silver and stone and grave and all, you know, that's that doctrine they get out here that I call the gospel of Jesus Christ. That lying doctrine that they get out here. They got the people all messed up. So they don't really have no relationship with Jesus. They got a relationship with the gold and the silver and all the things.
that they don't get, and that's why they come to church. They don't come to church to hear the real truth about the situation. They come to church and hear the preacher tell them a lie so that they can come in feeling bad and leave feeling good. But they leave with a lie. And their life never changes. Everything remains the same. And it will remain the same until we get rid of this thing completely. Completely. So the word of God tells us here in verse 30 that and the times of this ignorance. What ignorance? The time that we thought that God was a Santa Claus. That was ignorance. The time that we related our blessings from God and our relationship with God and how much we got from God in the physical and leaving the spiritual undone. You know, Jesus talks about that. Yeah, you Pharisees, your, your, your cups are clean on the outside, but inside you're filthy. That's what Jesus said to them face to face. He just told them like it was. Because one thing that I know about Jesus and I like about Jesus, Jesus didn't care who followed him and who didn't follow him. All Jesus done was spoke the truth and moved on. He did. He started with just one, himself. Along the way, he started, he picked up a couple of them here, a couple of them there, a couple of them here, and he got 12, and one of them was a devil. And then they, and then they went around, but he knew. And then they went around, and they preached the gospel. And out of the hundreds of thousands of people who followed after Jesus during the time that he was in his three and a half year ministry here on earth, most of them turned their back. Because he told them, you didn't follow me because of the miracle. You followed me because you ain't got food. In other words, you followed me because of the physical things that I could do for you, not the spiritual Amen. things. That's why you followed me. And then in another place, he told them, you, you followed me because of the miracles. So he took it to another level. See, first he had to deal with them on one level, then he took it to another level, and he told them, look, now you follow me because of what you can see. First you follow me because of what you can get. Now you follow me because you see somebody roll on the floor and you see that you say they heal. So now you say that that must be the power of God, but it could be the power of the devil thrown around all over the floor. It could be. But see, God wants us to get away from what He can give us and what we can see Him do. And God wants to teach us about who he really is. He says, seek ye me, and ye shall live. That's what his word says. Let's go back to Amos. The word Amos means burden bearer. A burden bearer. Sound like the Lord to me. Because first, uh, Peter 5, 7 said, cash in all your cares upon him, because he cares for you. He makes it personal. So God says here in Amos, Chapter 5, verse 5, over there. He said, I need you to seek me. But in verse 5, he said, But seek not Bethel, which is the house of the Lord, nor enter into Gilgal, and pass not to Mersheba, for Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to nothing. Now, now that's strong right there. But you got to understand what God is saying here. Because if you don't understand what God is saying here, a heathen who don't want to be at 
sure know that what they will do. I'm telling you what they'll do now. They'll take that and they'll say, well, he's saying I ain't got to come to church. He said, I just got to seek him. That's not what God is saying here. Bethel means house of the Lord. We're talking about this right here. First of all, this deal with this. Bethel means house of the Lord. He said, I don't want you to seek this, but I want you to seek me in this. Amen. You, got, you, you understand what I'm saying? Amen. You see, there's a lot of folk come to the building. Uh, uh, they come to the building, but they don't come and seek the God that's in the building. That's right. He said, I, I, I don't want you to seek Bethel, the house of the Lord. I don't want you to do that. I want you to seek me, the one that's in there. See, see, we got to go down in here and find out where God is in here. Where he can truly lead us to the place where he wants us to be. So he said, I don't want you to seek not Bethel. He said, verse 5, but neither enter into Gilgal. Gilgal is the circle of God. That's what we come together like we are now. Fellowship. He said, now, I don't want you just to seek the assembly, looking around saying who he and who not. Now, I want you to seek the God that's in the assembly. That's right. That's what he's trying to take to get, get, get us to understand. See, coming up in here seeing who he and who are not, and looking around, see, that ain't what God wants for God is trying to give, get, make us to make contact with him and only him. And everything else take care of itself. So he says here again, now, now, he said, and pass not to Beersheba. Beersheba is the well of the old. That's what we tell them lies to God. Anybody a victim of that? Amen. That, that's that point. Well, we tell them lies to God. God, you know I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And we just flat out tell them a lie. He said, now, I don't want you to seek that place where you made that over no more. I want you to seek me. If you want to leave, you got to seek me. Because I'm not interested in what you say no more. I'm only interested in what you do. Amen. I ain't interested in what you say to me. Amen. I don't listen to what people tell me no more. God says you see what they do. Amen. I ain't even listening to what I say no more. Because I want what you're going to do. What you're going to do. What decision are you going to make? Is somebody else going to have to always make your decisions for you, or are you going to make them for yourself? Who are you going to grow up and make your own decisions as a man? Who are you going to do as a woman? Who are you going to make your own decisions when you find God? Amen. Seek ye me, and you shall leave. So the word of the Lord, I'm going to say, now, now, now let's see why he said don't seek Bethel or Gilgal. Go ahead over here in chapter 4, verse 4. Because we're going to deal with something here. Amos chapter 4, verse 4 through 12. Are we there? Look what he said. Now we're dealing with why he don't want us to seek Bethel. Look at his word. He said, come to Bethel, he said. And do what? That needs to sing See, that's why he's saying, don't come to Bethel no more over here in verse 5. Because over here in verse 4, he's telling you that, hey, people come to church, but they feel the sin. Come to Bethel and do what? Sin. And give them, in the midst of the congregation, multiply what? Multiply sin. So if Bethel is a house of God, and we're sinning in this, when we come
come together, all our sins become multiplied. You see what's happening here? That's why we say, hey, Gilgal, transgressions are multiplied. Because now we're all up in there together, filled with sin. Where the bust us up? And bring your sacrifices every morning. Every time you get a breakthrough, you're ready to give a sacrifice to God. Not because you're happy. But you got to get a breakthrough just to give your sacrifice. But the word of the Lord says here, and your tithes after three years, meaning that the only time you get your tithes is when you get a resurrected revelation to do it. But that ain't what God ordained us to do. God told us to do it all the time. Regardless of what the condition was. But we only do it when it's adequate for us. I'm just showing us us. That's all. I'm just showing us us. I know we had a great time last year, but I still got to preach. Amen. <laughs> I mean, how do you know that? I don't know. We did another one. But right now, you know, I, we got a few things we got to take a look at. Verse 5 And offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving with leaven, and proclaim and publish the free offerings for this life of you. That's what we like to do. We like to do that when things are going our way. That's what he's saying here. We like to come in. We like to have our sins, our pet peeves with us. We don't want the preacher to say nothing about it. You know, we, we like we like this. You know, that, you know. And then we all come together in that thing, the house is filled with multiplied transgression. And we do this and we give our little time and we give our little off and we do all this because he said, This is this is like unto you. He just tempted us about that. I said, O ye children of Israel, saith the Lord God, not say Mary, but saith the Lord God, it says here. And I also, now look what God has done to us. And we still haven't returned to him like we should. He says, And I also have given you cleanness of teeth in all your cities and want of bread, needed bread, in all your places. Yet you still have not returned unto me. Look what God is doing. God is taking from us some of us. But we still refuse to return to Him. I'm talking about now, He says, Seek ye me. He didn't say, Seek the church. He said, You need to seek me in Bethlehem, in this thing here called Bethlehem. You need to go in here and find me. Because that's the only way this thing going to get right. So, God says here, in verse 6, that, and I also have given you cleanness of teeth, and all the sin, you know, wiped you out, and bone of bread in all your places, but you still have returned unto me. Not saith man, but saith the Lord. I'm reading this, I can read. I got a little bit of education here. A little bit. I know what I'm looking at. And also, I have withholden the what? Right. What's the right? From who? No, from who he was holding from? Somebody say me. Me, self. Self. That's what he's saying here now. I'm looking at it. When there was yet three months to the harvest, right there at it. Mm -hmm. How many times have we been right? 
the final judgment will God lay that book open and say, listen, this is how many times I want to do all these great things in your life. And you stopped it every time. And we all going to be amazed at how we and what we've done unto ourselves. It says that, and caused it not to work. Let me read this again, verse 7. And I have also withholding the rain, the blessings from you, when there was yet three bucks to the harvest, right there at the door, and I caused it to rain upon one city, one person. See, see God can, rather than in your mama, God, God can bring the rain on one and make a drop be on another. That's what he's talking about here. I'm just showing you what he's talking about here. He says here, And I called it to rain upon one city, and called it not to rain upon another city. Wow. One piece was rained upon, and the piece whereupon it rained, it didn't wither. Some people in the church just continue to go higher and higher and higher and prosper more and more and more, and then others just seem to die. don't get no rain at all. Wonder why seek ye me. Don't seek Bethel. Don't seek Gilgal. No, you need to seek me. And then I'll bring some rain in your life too. I'm just giving you the word, people. It's my job. Verse 8 says, So two or three cities wandered, wandered unto one city. See, the ones in famine now wander to that one city where the famine isn't. That's what it's saying. To drink water, to get refreshed, to be blessed, to receive the blessing. Drink water means to receive the blessing. But they're receiving the blessings from somebody else's encounter with God and not their own. Because it says, so two or three cities wandered unto one city. Are, are y'all with me? Amen. Hey, am I having anybody Amen. this morning? Amen. But they, who, those two or three cities that wandered to that one city, Bible said they still weren't satisfied. Y'all see it. Now this word tapping now. Y'all want to preach in the hall because I don't got to. I don't want to do that. This word will tap you. Won't it? <laughs> That's why folks don't like to. They can't take it. Most they like just to hear preach talk. Most churches, they don't open their Bible. They just still look at the old preacher, old preacher telling all kind of lies. Just to make them feel good. They don't know what's in the Bible. Amen. Old preacher be telling them some old folk tale that grandma gave and they believe it's biblical. You know the Bible said, Bible ain't said nothing. Your grandma said it. You believe it as a gospel. But it wasn't a gospel. So when you come up in here and that book is open, then you begin, that's how he says, seek ye me, then. He showed that's the only way you're going to find it. Is that you know what's in there? How you gonna how you gonna know what's in there? If all you know this is some old preacher, pimp, prophet, stay 
and the organist over there getting the organ and all that old insane madness that they be doing. And the quartet and the singing choir. Am I helping you? Man. I hope I am. Oh girl, oh girl, I went yesterday to one of them things. I came home. Because she's on the program. How many, how many of them they have praying? Ten? For the <laughs> Ten people praying before they can. My God, I'm done. That don't count all that other stuff.
And why he was saying don't go back to Bethel, because of the transgression, don't go to Gilgal, because of the multiplication of the transgressions. Don't go back there, don't seek that, but he wants to seek the Lord. So, in Amos 5, verse 6, he says again, seek who? The Lord. Amos 5, verse 6. Seek the Lord, and ye shall what? He says it again, doesn't he? Remember, he said it in verse 4, and now he's saying it again. Least he break out like fire, because he is a consuming fire, in the house of Joseph. Joseph is the place of increase. If God bring a fire on your increase, what's going to happen? It's going to burn up, isn't it? He's warning us to return back to him before he light a fire on our increase and we lose everything. Break out like fire in the house of Joseph and devour it, and there be none to quench it in Bethel. Now, no, Bethel is this house of the Lord. Once God get to working on you and putting a fire on your increase, ain't nothing in here that can stop it. Nothing. So that the spoil shall come against 
the fortress. What he's saying here is that those of us who's been taken down, God can make it so in our life where we can go up against that that took us down and put it in jeopardy. See, that, that, that's why Satan got so angry at us from this cross-cultural event. Uh -huh. I don't know about nobody else, but in the midst of all the destinies this week, it's been rough. Amen. It's been rough. I don't know about nobody else. Amen. It's been an unusual Amen. attack. Amen. Uh, I mean, unusual. And I had to let that, but you know, even in that attack, Satan was calling himself, still holding stuff back from us that God had for us. And God brought it in a way for us for you is for you. All you got to do is stand in where you are with God. It's not going to be easy all the time to stand. See, the thing ain't getting the stuff. The thing is standing until you get it. Because remember, a lot of us turned the other way. And we were three months from the harvest. That's what the word said. Because we couldn't stand no further. You know. We, we, we got paranoid that God wouldn't show up. And sometimes God takes his time to show up to work our faith and our patience in him. It's not an easy thing all the time with God. Most times, you know. But God is always on time. God's word says in the book of Samuel, I believe, well, I know David is the one that said it. He says that I was once young, but now I'm old. Uh -huh. But I've never seen, this one thing I know, I've never seen the righteous forsake or his seed beg to break. Never seen it. Verse 6, if they hated him, they rebuked within the gate. They, and they abhor him that speaketh uprightly. See, people in their sin hate the one that speaks uprightly in the gate. See, this is the gate. And if you ain't about God, you get angry at the word when it's coming through. If you don't want to humble yourself and admit the fact that, okay, I've been wrong, I need to. That's what he's talking about here. See that they are him that rebuke within the gate. And they abhor, they despise him that speaks upright. For as much, therefore, as your treading is upon whom? And ye take from him burdens of wheat. Ye have built houses of human stone, but ye have, shall not dwell. In them. Mm -hmm. Ye have planted pleasant vineyard, but ye shall not drink wine of them. For I know your. How many translations? Man. That's me. And your. What kind of sin? Wow. They afflict the just. They take a bribe. And they turn aside the poor in the gate. Thrown down right. Talking about leaders now. Talking about jurisprudence leaders of the judicial system. We're talking about lawyers. 
Scripture. We're talking about spiritual wickedness in high places. This is what they do. They afflict the just. They take bribe. They turn aside the poor in the gift from their right. What is their right? What is the right of the poor? Matthew 5, 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they are the kingdom of heaven. That's their right. That's the right of the poor, the kingdom of heaven. But look what happens in Luke 11, 46. How the lawyers, he said, I think it was the lawyers, he said, woe to you. Because what you do is, you place these heavy burdens on all these people, the poor. But you yourself don't lift one finger to help in the burdens. He said, their right is the right to enter into the kingdom of God. But they stop you because they don't want you to know the truth about the situation. They always want you to have to come to them for them to give you what they want you to have about this word. That's why they would rather have you sit here and listen to them instead of open that book and get you in the book where you can see God and you can find God and God can do in your life what's needed to be done in your life. Yes, I'm sick of you preachers. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Therefore, look what he says in verse 13. Therefore, the truth, that's the why, the truth shall keep silent in that time. When they're doing all that injustice that they're doing out here in the church, just pray. That's what I do. I don't want to everything no more. I let God have it. He don't get tired. The Bible tells us what it is and what kind of time? Evil time. Evil time. But look at 1 Thessalonians 4 Because he said that the brutal shall keep silent in that evil time that we're in now. So, 1 Thessalonians 4.11 says, study to be what? Quiet. Study to be quiet. You don't study to run your mouth. You study to be quiet. Are y'all there? Yeah. Ain't that what it says? Yeah. Study to keep your mouth closed. And do the work of whose hand? Your own hand. Your own hand. And what else does it say? Go ahead, read it. Y'all can read it. Y'all go to school. What's wrong? You can't find it. And he said to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. As we commanded you. So you study to be quiet. But all jokes aside, don't worry about it. We ain't going to press you. Because that's why we're here. Amen. To learn. That's why we're here to learn. We, we need to learn how to get to where we end. It's okay. We ain't no problem with that. I don't. Yeah. I got eternity. We got eternity. We got to run it up. Because I want you to know it's there. 
study to be quiet. First Thessalonians. Before we live. Everybody got it? Amen. And verse 14 says, Seek good. Seek good. And not evil. That ye may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts, shall be with you. If you seek good and not evil, He'll be with you. As He has promised. Hate the evil and love the good. And establish judgment. In the gate, which is in this house. It may be that the Lord God of hosts will be gracious unto the remnant of Joseph. Because everything in here burn up. Now he said the remnant. In other words, Joseph is increased. That's right. So what he's trying to tell you is that if you do good and, and not evil, maybe God will take whatever else that he hasn't burned up. In your increase and be gracious toward you with Because like I said now, he can turn that thing around. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He can turn around real quick. Amen. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the Lord God of hosts, the Lord said thus, When shall be in all streets? Mm. Two saw there, don't Where? Whole nation will quit. Whole nation. Cause they, done, they they get it all fired up. They light them fire and then they go high. You got fools out there hollering about, don't retreat, reload. <laughs> now when you got a microphone and you got some weak-headed people out there and they listen to that old crazy stuff and they're already broke and disgusted and they're in despair. And then when you call on a cop about it, then they get mad because you call on a cop talking about, you can't blame us for it. Look, let me tell you something. Words have power. That's right. And if you send that out, a fool will take that, and that's all the ammunition he needs to walk and load and yeah. pull the trigger. Amen. And that's exactly what happened. And then you got a loony running around, hollering out, don't retreat, reload. Sending out signals. Signals of death. And that's wrong, church. I don't care how you look at it. That's wrong. What they're doing with these microphones from the pulpit. They got them podiums. And from behind these desks, call these news anchor people. It's wrong what they're doing. It's wrong. Since they're going to be great. Verse 16, in all the streets. And they shall say, in all highways, alas, alas, and they shall call the husband man to mourning, and such as are skillful of lamentation and wedding. You know, what he's talking about is that in the old days, they had what they call professional mourners. Bunch of women. Cover their head. They, they, they still do that. They dress up in black, they got a film, they're professional mourners. This is what they do. They make everybody sad. That's their job, to make you sad out of a funeral. But the Bible says they're your job. But they got them, that's what they talk about they got. And such as are 
skillful professional of lamentation to wailing. Lamentation means to weep, to cry. They're professionals there. He said, call up. And in all vineyards, and I'm closing, in all vineyards shall be well, mm -hmm. for I will pass through thee, said the Lord. Now, God is warning the church, the people that's in the church, and that make up the church, that he's going to pass through. And when he passed through, it ain't going to be pretty if we ain't in but we're supposed to be. Now, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that God is, is, is tolerance is about at its weak. And the reason I know this is because at any time that there's biblical flooding in Australia, and at the same time in Brazil they're flooding, and at the same time there are volcanoes going on, and at the same time in America, 49 states had snow down. 49. That's unheard of. 49 states at one time. And I saw that and I said, whoa. See, all the indications. God's going to make this place look like the North Pole. We, go, we, we, go, we, we ain't going to be able to detect where we are. It's going to be so messed up. You, you think it's rough now? The only refuge we got is in the Lord. Amen. And God is trying to speak to us about, you know, that it ain't going to always be like it is in America. It ain't going to always be like that. It ain't going to always be like it is right now with us. You see, we ain't going to always be good and healthy. We won't always be vibrant. Things gonna change, church. Hey, I'm just, I'm just trying to be real with you, church. Things are gonna change in our life. So I'm saying this through God's Holy Spirit, <clears throat> so that we can understand that what we have to do is that we've got to be taught, as the Bible said, to number our days and incline our hearts to wisdom so that we can know and understand and enjoy in the Lord what we have right now and stop taking it for granted. Because whether those people out there too some, and that's just the latest incident, happens quite frequently in the world, but I guarantee you, those people didn't get up that morning to go down there, whatever that place was, Safeway or whatever it was down there at that grocery store to get killed, to get their head up. That woman did not sit there at that little table to meet her constituents, knowing that she was going to get a bullet through her head from just a few feet away. 
No, she 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 didn't mean she didn't know that now she would have went down to that long yeah. now. Trust me. to sound the alarm and keep sounding it so that people can understand that this thing ain't about church. This is life and death we're dealing with. And it can take us at any time. Now the thing is, is where are we going to be when it takes us? Amen. Are we going to be with God? Because everybody, everybody got to do it. And I'm going to tell you again, I can tell you before, It's cold like that, six feet under. Real cold out there right now. And everybody, everybody in here right now got a place waiting. Wait! I'm gonna bring reality home. Because that's the only way you can get people to understand what life is really all about. Is to show them what's out waiting on us. I'm telling you, that ground is cold. I'm told you, that ground is cold. And I'm through. I don't have nothing else to say about it. I'm going to leave you on that note. May God bless you. Amen.